the angel Gabriel from heaven came to tell Joseph, man up. That's not the translation from the EHV or from the NIV. That's my translation. Mary and Joseph were pledged in marriage to each other. This was a binding, legal Jewish betrothal, somewhere between our American custom of an engagement and the marriage rite. A Jewish couple were pledged to be married for about a year. Joseph was legally Mary's husband, and Mary was legally Joseph's wife. But the couple did not live together. Matthew makes it clear that before they came together to consummate their marriage relationship, Joseph learned that Mary was pregnant and the child was not his. Joseph was a righteous man. He tried to live according to God's word and apply God's will to his life. Joseph was also concerned about Mary and how he took action. He had every legal right to divorce her, but he wanted to do it quietly so as not to subject her to public ridicule. As Joseph was thinking about how to do this, he fell asleep. And while he was sleeping, an angel appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Basically, the angel said, Man up. When a father is taking his son out deer hunting, and it's cold, and it can be kind of boring while you're waiting for the deer to show up, the father is teaching his son to man up. When a father is toughening up his son after his son has gotten beaten up on the scoreboard and bruised up in his body, the father is teaching his son to man up. When a father is training his son how to take his girlfriend out on a date and treat her with respect, open the doors, pay the bills, and then talk to her parents as sir and ma'am and call them Mr. and Mrs., he's training his son to man up. But there's been a lot of talk in our culture the past few years about trying to counteract the father teaching his son to man up. Terms like Toxic masculinity and misogyny have entered our cultural vocabulary. It has become common to describe a boy that doesn't like to sit still in school, like most boys don't want to, or a boy that enjoys playing with trucks and weapons, like most boys do, or boys that can be rough on the playground as a lot of boys are, to describe them as products of toxic masculinity. It's also become commonplace to describe a teenager or a young man who are physically tough, independent, and do not like to show their emotions as products of toxic masculinity. Well, sure, Sinful boys and sinful men can go too far and abuse their masculine traits. Yet, God has also created men and women to be different from each other so that they can then complement one another. A very real danger is for men to listen to all of this toxic masculinity talk and then become what I call spiritual wimps. They imagine that Christianity and the church is for the ladies and for children 
and so they stay home from church. They have their wives make all of the spiritual decisions about church and school, baptism and faith life for the whole family. Religious statistics show that if only the mother is attending regularly with her children in church, then only less than 20% of those children will remain faithful in church as adults. But if dad is the one who is bringing the children to church, whether mom is with him or not, then that number jumps to over 60% of the children will keep on coming to church as adults. So this shows that children will follow the spiritual lead of their parent of their father whether it's a good lead or a negative lead. And so that means that other men need to step up and help out the single ladies in the church. And maybe that's a grandfather, an uncle, a brother, a trusted friend, to be that man, to be that leader for the children to follow. Because every child needs a father figure pointing them to the Heavenly Father. Men need to examine their lives to see if they are manning up. Are they spending too much time playing video games, goofing off with their friends, looking at inappropriate images on the computer, or whatever other sins they may be doing? Men, bring those sins to the Lord. Ask the Lord to make them into the kind of servant leader that God has called them to be. Women need to examine themselves to see how they are treating the men in their lives. Are they taking the decision-making away from their men? Are they discouraging the men in their responsibilities? Are they refusing to submit to godly leadership? Women, bring those sins and other sins before the Lord and then ask the Lord to make you into the kind of servant helper that your men have that God has called you to be and that your men need you to be i have this conversation with a lot of ladies either in person or in a bible study that perhaps women are so tired today is because they're doing so much of the work that they're doing their roles and then also taking on the roles of the men in their lives. It could be that men have given up these roles and given that work over to the women. Or it could be that the women have taken those roles away from the men. Either way, it is another reason for both men and women to repent, to ask for forgiveness, and then seek out an example for men to be like that man and for women to follow someone who exemplifies what it means to man up. And by his grace, God provides such an example in the man of Joseph. After the angel told Joseph that Mary's child was from the Holy Spirit, notice what the first thing that Joseph did. That as soon as he woke up, he went over to Mary's house and brought her to his house. But he was not intimate with her because they wanted to make sure that everyone knew that God was the father of Jesus the Bible says that Adam fathered, quote, a son in his own likeness, according to his own image. And ever since then, 
men would look into their look at their children to see what likeness of themselves is in their children their eyes their their mouth a smile uh, their height their noses but no older ladies ever said to Jesus you're the spitting image of your dad there was none of Joseph's DNA in Jesus a paternity test would have had negative results though there was none of Joseph's seed in Mary's womb to create Jesus. Still, the scriptures repeatedly call both Mary and Joseph Jesus' parents. Joseph manned up for his son. Uh, He was a foster dad, an adopted dad, a stepdad, whatever you want to call him. Joseph was the husband who took Mary home and protected her from shame, gossip, and ugly insults. He was the husband who traveled with a very pregnant wife to Bethlehem so that he could fulfill his legal obligation to Caesar Augustus and also fulfill the prophetic obligation that the Christ was to be born in the little town of Bethlehem. He was the husband who did the best he could to find a place for his wife to have their child even when there was no room for them in the inn. He was the dad who protected his wife and newborn son from murderous King Herod as Joseph and his family then fled to Egypt. And he was the dad who provided for his wife and child in Egypt until it was time to move move home. But he also used his human wisdom to move to Nazareth in Galilee so that he was not in the place where Herod's son Archelaus was in was reigning. He was the husband and father who worked as a carpenter to provide food, clothing, and shelter for his growing family. He was the spiritual head of the family who taught his children the scriptures who took them to the synagogue on the Sabbath and then took his children, especially we know about Jesus, taking them to Jerusalem for the Passover. Joseph was not the real biological father of Jesus, but he was a very real dad to the Son of God. Joseph is God's way of reminding men to man up. Joseph did what God called him to do, to love his wife, to protect and provide for his family and train his children in the instructions of the Lord. Single men, husbands, fathers, and grandfathers, fatherhood is not a hobby. It is a vocation. It is a full-time calling that is at the same time both sacred and life-encompassing. It is at the same time both exhausting and exhilarating. And I'm sure that there are plenty of times that Joseph messed up as a father and as a husband. Think about who he had in his family, that he was raising his eldest son who was perfect. He never did anything wrong. And yet his other children that he had with Mary, they were regular children, meaning they were sinful children. I'm sure there were times that Joseph demonstrated favoritism to one child over the other. But Joseph was also the father who accepted God the Father's forgiveness, his his robe of righteousness that covered over his sinful rags. 
and God continues to use men for to care for those whom he places into the care in our homes. Joseph was the dad to the Son of God. And the name that Joseph was to give to this child was the name Jesus, meaning he will save his people from their sins. So when Joseph messed up as a father, he could look over at that little child that was playing in the corner of his house and ask that child, the Son of God, and his and Mary's son for forgiveness. And now when we mess up as dads or moms, as single people or children, we look to Joseph's son for forgiveness and salvation. So now men, dads, stepdads, foster dads, adopted dads, granddads, God wants you to bring your wife, children, and grandchildren to worship Jesus. He is the one who sins. Let them hear you confess your sins to Jesus of not being the kind of dad that God wants you to be. And then let them observe you, accepting the forgiveness of sins and making you into the kind of man that they need you to be. And then let them experience you living in Jesus' forgiveness as you lead your sons to be the men and your daughters to look for the kind of men that God and God's people need them to be. Fellow saints, this is how much your God loves you. He sent an angel to tell Joseph to take Mary as his wife. He sent an angel to tell Mary that she would be the mother of the Son of God. He sent his son to be raised in a very ordinary family with very ordinary parents. And he sent his son Jesus to be born, live, suffer, die, and rise so that through faith in that son and that Savior, you and I might be taken into God's eternal family. Joseph did not have to be the kind of dad he was, but by God's grace, he was. He had a sacred calling. He was told by the angel, at least in my translation, to man up. So when we, men, women, children, need an example of a godly man, let us look to Joseph. He's the man that Jesus called Dad. Amen.